0: legal cases and criminal activity everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law proposed fines are exactly that and they are often litigated reduced or vacated we use available public records news accounts and press releases we cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share since we are not directly involved with these stories at least not most of the time enjoy the show
1: this, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM.
0: And from the border of... Bleh, let's try that over again. From the border of Liberty and Prosperity and the highway to the north, this is Safety Wars. Sometimes you get tug-tied, especially after being out in the snow all dead. Well, it was the snowstorm that wasn't in my area. Up north, about a half an hour up north, it got whacked. Not in the New York City area, we got a little snow. Hype, hype, and more hype. Get everybody to tune in to the weather reports the weather channel and other weather applications. Well, you know what it is tonight? Our 200th program as either Safety Wars Live or Safety Wars the podcast. Welcome to the 200th program. Got a lot going on tonight. I was inspired by one of our other podcast hosts, Sheldon Primus. He was talking on his last uh, podcast, the Safety Consultant. On inspection, citations, and penalties. Specifically, how to conduct yourself. All right? On, uh, no, he talks mostly the safety professionals, but it was mostly on how to conduct yourself. with when OSHA shows up. I mean, there's a lot of info out there on how to do that. Uh, number one, I'll say this much: you have the right to remain silent. You have, you don't give up your constitutional rights, okay? And I'm you no, know, as an outreach trainer, I'm really not allowed to say anything against uh, OSHA per se, right? No, well, no, like you know, I'm not allowed to say anything uh, that's disparaging of OSHA when I'm in the classroom, and I try to keep that policy when when i'm doing an outreach course i try to keep that policy when we are uh everywhere right where we're doing this all the time but uh a lot of times the osha's especially now they have a lot of younger inexperienced uh citation officers that may not be following all of the procedures to the letter not because they're evil not because they're stupid but because they're probably inexperienced. What happened was uh, not too much happened with OSHA over the Trump years. And when Biden came in, I mean, they didn't even have a full-time director. They had uh, acting directors. When Biden came in, they, uh, no, uh, they started hiring people left and right. And no, no, as with everything, you have growing pains and everything else. So what I'm going to say is if you get cited with an OSHA citation, no, really, no, it's incumbent on you, especially if you're a consultant or, and especially if you're an employee in charge of safety to go and uh, look these things over and act professionally. So uh, we have a course that we give on statement analysis. It's included in our uh any type of supervisory class that we give or anything like that accident investigation on how to really, uh, what to say, what not to say, your rights, things of that nature with that. So uh, we're going to really quick, we're going to, you no, know, as is my custom, all right, all right? If I do news first, I do this first, I do that. I don't ever get to like the main story. So what I, and plus I can't, know this is a, uh, eight, uh, this program starts at 8 p.m. Eastern standard time. A lot of people are getting ready for bed and everything else. I know that means it's drive time on the West coast. And what I found out today, it's like afternoon in Hawaii, right? I knew, I didn't know how many hours behind it was six hours behind with this. So, uh, here, here. What this. So the uh, regulations, right? For nineteen, uh, for OSHA, right? Twenty-nine CFR nineteen oh three inspections, citations, and for uh, proposed penalties. I'm just going to go through this. William Steiger, OSHA Act of nineteen seventy requires, some part, that every employer covered under the act furnished through his employees. Employment and place of employment, which are free of from recognized hazards that are causing or are likely to cause death or serious physical harm to his employees. The act also requires that employees or employers comply with occupational safety and health standards promulgated under the act, and that employees comply with standards, rules, and regulations and orders under the act. All right. So that's nineteen oh three point one. We go over to nineteen oh three point two. And this is more or less where you're going to be talking about a, the OSHA posters and they had to be posted right in short. And again, you gotta, you know, if you're really interested in this stuff and it's really great, uh, reading right before bedtime, uh, if you have nothing else going on, uh, you no, know, uh, if you want to be put to bed, you can read the regulations, right? come, Appliance, safety, and health officers of the DOL, this is 1903.3, are authorized to enter without delay and at reasonable times any factory, plant, establishment, construction site, or other area, workplace, or environment where work is performed by an employee of an employer to inspect and investigate during regular working hours and other reasonable times and within reasonable limits and a reasonable manner. A lot of really subjective things there, right? So basically, it gives their authority to basically go in uh, and uh, right to go in to your workplace. Now, what often happens is this: you have some folks that were not fortunate enough to go through a OSHA outreach course taught by me or someone like me, and You can, but you you know, you can, you could eight four five two six nine five seven seven two, or Jim at safety And you can go in and, um, you know, have, have a lot of this stuff given to you, right. Or information conveyed for you. So essentially they have a right to go in. What a lot of employers do, like I was just saying, is that they say, well, who the hell are you? And get the hell out. There was one uh, case in Ohio recently. You could go look back in, on the OSHA uh, uh, press release uh, page that basically said, Hey, the guy said to him, Hey, the show must go on. We're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. Guy cursed that. The OSHA compliance office allegedly, officer allegedly, and everything else. Uh, right off the bat, then it becomes an adversarial thing uh, because a lot of times, you just hit at random here uh, with this upon a refusal for, to permit this 1903.4 a upon refusal to permit the compliance safety and health officer an exercise of his official e- duties to enter without delay. And at reasonable times, any place of point or any place they're in to inspect review records going on and on and on and on. Right. In accordance with 1903.3 or to permit a re- going on and on and on uh the safety and so if you give resistance, they're not going to confront you. The safety and health officer shall terminate the inspection or confine the inspection to other areas, conditions structures, machines, apparatus, devices going on and on, right? And the compliance safety and health officer shall endeavor to ascertain the reason for such refusal and shall immediately report the refusal on the refusal uh, reason therefore to, the area director. I think that's a miss, a uh, typo there. The area director shall consult with the regional solicitor, who shall take appropriate action, including compulsory process if necessary. That means that now that goes on and on and on. Uh, they could they can get a warrant. Is the bottom line at that point? It's an adversarial situation, and you can get a warrant. This is they can get a warrant and go in there. Uh, so. Uh, that that's the end process, and there are different levels of that. So any permission to enter, and this is 1903.5, any permission to enter, inspect, review records, or question, any person shall not imply or be conditioned upon a waiver of any cause of action, citation, or penalty. So in other words, if they come in... Uh, Everything is open game, and there are no waivers. You can, can't say, well, look, I cooperated with them. Why are they busting my chops? 1903.6, this is advanced. Notice of inspections may not be given, except in the following situations. So, in other words, you can't get a phone call from somebody. Hey, hey, dude, I was at the coffee shop, you know, this morning getting my uh, coffee, and I saw that compliance officer and he said that he was going to be going to your uh facility all right that's illegal you can't do that all right uh the same thing is if uh uh anyone in that office makes a phone call drops time and says hey look we're coming to get you guess what that's illegal also but there are certain ex- uh, exceptions one of them is if there's an imminent danger because It's all about saving lives in circumstances where the inspection can most effectively be conducted after regular business hours or where special preparations are necessary for an inspection. That's when they can give advance notice. Uh, Like for example, you need a security clearance like a TWIC card or a uh, SWAC card, which is um, the other kind of card for around here in uh, the New York, Metro New York area or something like that. Secret clearance. Uh, with that. Where necessary, you can get uh, you can give advance notice Where necessary, to assure the presence of representatives of the employer and employees or appropriate personnel needed to aid in the inspection, and in other circumstances where the area director me determines that giving advance notice would enhance the probability of an effective and thorough inspection. So this is what we were talking about last week, or maybe it was the two weeks before that. No, I was on vacation. Where, uh, let's say that they have to get some type of special, uh, 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 special, uh, expertise out there, uh, for whatever the conduct of the inspections, right? So, uh, this is along the lo- ways of 1903.7 to go in there and say, Hey, Hi, I'm from uh, the government, and I am here to help. And they produce their credentials. They have the authority to take samples or to take photographs for the purpose of the inspection and employ other reusable techniques, including questioning people. Again, uh, uh, what I always recommend is that unless I'm there, Actually, when this happens, and that has happened, people go in there with the uh, photo, with photo, no, take whatever photographs the uh, uh, compliance officer is doing is taking any measurements. uh, And there's any uh, discrepancy in the measurements. So, for example, they measure something, a height of a uh, of a uh, a height of a, uh, a platform at six feet, and you say no, it's not six feet; it's five and a half feet. Right. And you have no, you, you ask them to, hey, no, this is what I learned on, from Sheldon today. You tell them, hey, look, there's a discrepancy here. Ask uh, so whether it's five and a half or six feet. Right. With that. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, 1903.8, uh, basically, the compliance officer, uh, right. Uh, uh, Basically, could is in charge of uh, inspections and questioning persons. The compliance officer shall have the authority to resolve all dis- dis- disputes as to who the representative authorized by the employer or employees is, for the purpose of the inspection. And the basically he gives the, the uh, compliance and safety and health officer carte blanche into everything. And I won't read every one of these. we got stuff on uh, state secrets. But what it comes down to is this. Uh, and it goes and impose penalties, postings, and things of that nature of statement, uh, uh, uh verification. And all this stuff going in there. What is uh, the bottom line is they get to run the show. Now, do you have rights? Yes. You have the right to remain silent. You have, uh, and right, and going on and on with Miranda rights, you know, going all the way down. You have the right against self-incrimination. You have the Fifth Amendment right uh, right against self-incrimination. Do you have to go and talk to the OSHA person? The answer is no. Uh, Be polite. Be polite. Be professional. We're all professionals here. But I've had uh, uh, clients that refuse to answer questions. Now, that does mean that you are not, uh, no, don't produce records if asked. They're going to ask for your OSHA 300 log. They're going to ask maybe for a uh, the co- copies of permits, things of that nature. So best thing to do is have your stuff in order before you go out there and do it, before the person shows up. Being in an adversarial situation never, almost never, uh, works out well with that. So uh, we're going to go and take our first break, and we'll be back with some news.
1: and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support.
0: OSHA Recordables. Catastrophic losses. Environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy! Oh, that's that's right. I'm your daddy, Jessica. So, anyway, uh, 200, 200 episodes. Wow. So, as Jay Allen uh, had said, no, previously, people uh, people uh, don't realize that anything to do with a podcast, even though, like at the beginning, we did ten the 15-minute-long podcast, any of these podcasts, right, it's a job. It is a job. And during COVID, a lot of people had nothing to do, so they said, well, let's start a podcast. And we used to have a uh, a podcast on the Safety FM network that covered, and Jay Allen would cover it, know what's going on in the world of pod. And he'd go and promote some of these podcasts, and then they disappear. And what we found out was most podcasts only run 10, 20, 25 episodes, no more than that. And uh, I had planned to do 26 episodes in the first year. So every other week I come out with an episode. And no, seemed reasonable. And what happens is if I told you this is not addictive, I'd be lying to you. <laughs> It's very addictive for a lot of people. Uh, For me, it turned out it was like the best talk therapy I could have ever had with some of the shit that I've been through. Pardon my French. Right? Uh, Abuse. Psychological. Mishandling things. My own darn fault. I'll admit it 100%. Uh. Not realizing when people are using you, not realizing what a sociopath was, not realizing what gaslighting was. All this stuff I learned over the years, I wanted to share it. And this is part of the the reason why I do this is I don't want anybody else to go through what I went through. However, people have to live their own life and you realize that people have to uh, make their own mistakes and have their own experiences. And it was very cathartic and everything else. Then later on, uh it turned into every night almost, you know, most weekday nights. I can't make all of them because I had small children or you know, children growing up, and you know how it is to be a parent. And uh sometimes we have pre-recorded uh things and whatever else goes on. But uh I wanted to thank Jay Allen and the safety uh FM network uh and all the support that I've gotten. Uh and, uh, you know, and as a result with some of the projects that I've had for JCP technical services, DBA safety wars, uh, no, i have um, uh, with clients and everything, they're like, you know, Jim, you got to promote your podcast more. I got that, uh, this past week where I was doing a, uh, applying, no, uh, no. So when you're. Applying for a new project, you have to hand in your professional resume also called a qualifications experience package or curriculum, vichier, however you pronounce that, and you have to hand that in. Well, we added and hey, podcasting, this and that, right? online platform, YouTube channel, things of that nature, and uh, social media, and all of that goes into that. And I said, well, yeah, that needs to go in there because... The, No, it's uh, one of my skill sets with this, especially on one of the projects I apply for. They're looking for somebody who could broadcast, right, Uh, internal broadcasting, that sort of thing. So, gained a lot of experience. We went into the live program. Uh, Jay said, hey, Jimmy, it's time to get your – get a – uh, mixer board here. We've got the little mixer board. We do a little bit of promos. I'm getting my daughter involved, a little bit of my son, if you'll choose to, the other James Pozels. So you get two James Pozels for the price of one. And now we're getting this in here. Uh, part of the thing is, is I want to pass on what I know. As everybody uh, knows I on the program, I had uh, uh, my brother John pass away in 2016. we uh, no, we are coming up to seventy years this month with that, and when he left, we had. Uh, when he when he no when he passed away, you no, know, he was sick for many years, but it was still unexpected when he passed away. It was on Easter Sunday. He, uh, you know, there were a lot of experiences that we were very close. I'm close with all my brothers. So there were a lot of experiences growing up that you can reminisce with, you can talk about with somebody. It's sort of like when you're telling a story and nobody's laughing and you're like, oh, I guess you have to be there, right? You have to, you had to be there to laugh over this. And you go into, you know, I miss that because you that shared experience and shared memories with him that we had were very special. And I wanted this to be part of, for lack of a better word, a legacy. This is my legacy, my stories, my career, my opinions, my feelings. So it's a little bit selfish, but I want to help other people. That's the whole thing. Uh, You have to learn to forgive and forget what happened to you and just chalk it up to experience and move on. Because what you find out is that these folks who abused you who did things to you, who screwed you over. It doesn't even come into their mind that they did that. Maybe they didn't even realize it was inadvertent. That doesn't even come into their mind. But what happens is when you let it bother you, when you continuously harp on it, when you remember it, things of that nature, now it's they're still in control. It's like you're being abused all over the time. All over. So, for example, if you're uh, ever had to investigate a sexual harassment uh, case at your place of employment, often the safety professionals get called in with HR to discuss this because being safety professionals, we're supposed to be able to investigate some things. So, often we get involved. They say, well, look, we're only going to interview the victim. When the alleged victim one time as or twice, no, as little as possible because it's like they're reliving the situation over and over and over again. And you're actually empowering the perpetrator here. And that's the same thing with what we talk about here. Let's take it. Let's face it. We get abused. We get lied to. We all different types of things. No, and they and then they say, Well, you're working for the same say wrong kind of company. Well, I tell you what, I I've worked in with many different organizations, it's always the same. Your safety professional is very limited in what they can do because they don't have the authority to hire, fire, or discipline anyone, even not even their own workers, their own people that they're supervising often. So what happens is you're seen as a drain and not an asset to the company. That's Typically, what I hear from a lot of uh, my uh, peers on what they're doing, uh, what on how they're treated, especially in environmental and in the uh, construction field and ship, uh, 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 maritime. That's what we're doing. No, we're going to do more of this. What I enjoy most about uh, what I uh, find the most right uh, about this uh, program, so we often get ahead of the story. Last week... We talked about Mexico, where there were people down in Mexico who were Americans that uh, were killed. So uh, now we have spring break coming up, thank God, right? And uh, people are saying, cow be careful in Mexico, blah, 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 blah. So this is what I want you to do. You go over to the state state.gov, the Secretary of State. You f- figure out, right, and you go down here, and you look under... I'm going to go and search, travel advisories, travel advisories, and uh, Mexico, right? So, let's see here. United States State Department, right? And back in the early, oh, to mid to, yeah, early to that, like 2003, I was asked to go and give a uh, right of safety plan for Mexico, for an environmental cleanup going on in Mexico. And... We, uh, well, we, I said, well, what do I know about this? I don't know about this. I'm not a travel agent. I'm a safety professional. Yes, that sounded like Bones McCoy from the Star Trek. No. Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer, right? So, uh I, what do I know? I'm not a travel agent. So I said, let me just start with travel advisory. Is there like a travel advisory thing to Mexico? And basically, pretty much everywhere in Mexico, there's a, traffic in, uh, there's a uh, not tra- um, travel advisory. All right. Uh, and, and it says, current travel advisories through Mexico. Level three, reconsider travel. And every one of, and it's like this, crime and kidnapping, crime, crime and kidnapping, blah, 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 blah. We talked about this last week here on this program. And what do you know? right? What do you know? There is, uh, uh, no, they finally went. To uh, you know the uh, the news views out. Oh well, look, you should go there and uh, be you know be careful. Blah blah blah. There is travel advisories there. Yeah, well, no, Gubinov, they've been there for twenty uh, some years. I mean, probably a lot longer than that. So, and you know, just chalk this up, this whole thing up to we, we try to get ahead of the news a little bit, but we're using legitimate news sources. We try to stick to government websites. Uh, when possible, were references openly available stuff, and, uh, and essentially, what happened No, what happens is the uh, you know, there's two or three days later they get on to this stuff, all right? My question is this if we have all these travel advisories to Mexico, why isn't this like part of what's on the news? Why, you know, why? Probably because probably because. Uh, a lot of companies that do business in the United States, a lot of resorts and everything in Mexico. Uh, no, don't, no, I don't, they advertise and everything else for these news during these news broadcasts and everything else. What, you know, they don't want to hurt tourism. They don't want to hurt the economy there. Not necessarily. No, you don't have to read into this too much. How would it be like? Uh, if you're a Mexican resort and you're advertising on an American news station, pick one out, doesn't matter. And they're there, well, hey, this is what's going on in New Mexico crime and kidnapping. Now there are parts of Mexico that are beautiful that don't have that, right? And you no, know, in certain resort cities, and, and you know, apparently it's a uh, honor among thieves sort of thing where people try to leave a Mexican, uh, where people try to leave Americans alone in Mexico, that sort of thing. Okay, I get it. People go down there all the time on this network to Mexico. They have a great time. My best friend from childhood moved to Mexico recently. In the last. Uh, year and a half, two years or so, uh, living in Mexico, having a great time, right? And everything else. Well, that's great to act like all of a sudden this is a new thing. And by the way, I'm not picking on Mexico. So uh, basically the travel advisory levels for uh, the U.S. State Department are four of them, right? One, I mean, like this is old DHS stuff, right? One, exercise, normal precautions. Two, exercise, increased caution. Three, reconsider travel. And four, do not travel. And there are a lot of uh, 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 travel advisories for pretty much every country out there. They're, they're listed. So I'm going to click on one for China. Let's see if there's a travel advisory. Three, level three, reconsider travel, right, for China. Right now, I'm sure that there's probably some good reasons. Okay, let's uh, check this one out. Travel advisory, Canada. Nice. Peaceful place, Canada. Let's see what they say about Canada. Level one, exercise, normal precautions. Okay, great. Canadians are nice and peaceful. Travel advisory, Germany. Let's see. And we have a current travel advisory, exercise increase, Caution and Poland current level one exercise normal precautions. So you can go, uh, here and figure all this stuff out on, uh, what, uh, no, your travel, wherever you're traveling, right. And they have these for a lot of, uh, con- I would think most countries, but to act like you're in the news media. Oh, wow. They issued a travel advisory for Mexico. Well, that's been there for over 20 years. Really? Who are you trying to impress here? Right, and this is one of the things that we fight in the safety war. Right, misinformation, gaslighting, and uh, you know, uh, and everything else. And we were ahead of that uh, on this. So let's get into some regular news stuff. Federal inve- safety investigators find mobile mobile contractor. That's a mobile com. Tractor for some ignored safety warnings that it might have prevented a 28-year-old employee's death ab- aboard a Panama City v- uh, vessel. Federal workplace safety inspector, and this is from March 10th, release. Federal safety inspectors examine how thousands of pounds of shifting cargo fatally crushed a 28-year-old worker in a ship's cargo hold in Panama City. Uh, in Panama City found his employer failed to follow required safety standards, including allowing unsafe operation, including allowing unsafe operation of cargo cranes and not providing training. An investigator by OSHA into the incident found a three-person team of employees for a certain company, a stevedore company, a marine cargo contractor, was hoisting large rolls of paper onto the vessel, blah, 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 when the September 20, 2022 incident occurred. OSHA learned a crane operator lacked a clear view of employees in the hole below as they loaded seven-foot-high rolls of paper five at a time, a load weighing about two tons when the ship pitched and the load crushed the worker against the vessel's wall. OSHA cited the company for one repeated violations and two serious violations. Inspectors determined the employer failed to ensure the employer failed to ensure the crane operator was able to see the signalman guiding the load movement in December twenty twenty. The agency issued a company a citation for a similar violation. Right, uh, the agency has proposed forty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars in penalties. Let's click on this. We got a off when they're available. We'll go through them. Citation and, uh, of. Uh, penalty so this was in uh september so we have september uh september 12th october 12th november 12th december 12th right so let's start over october 12th november 12th december 12th that's three months and then we have january 12th february 12th coming up on the 12th uh this week and they issued this five months and three weeks into after the incident, that's when you should go and you have to really, no, you start looking. Now, one of my clients that got him within two weeks, believe it or not, two or three weeks, the uh, whole thing. But uh what do you do? Uh, you got to tell whoever gets the mail, be on the lookout for this. Don't file it somewhere. Put it on a junk file. When this comes in, Department of Labor, blah, 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 guess what? Hey, boss, Department of Labor. Here you got to read this because you have 15 days to contest this. So, citation one, item one, type of violation: serious. Employer did not require that employees stay clear of the area beneath the overhead drafts or descending lifting material. Uh, this is a nineteen eighteen point eighty one k, right? So that was a fine was fifteen thousand six hundred twenty five dollars. So uh, I've never saw this in here in the alternative. Right, it was a general duty clause thing. So I guess that if they're saying they contest, well, guess what? It's general duty clause. Guy got killed. You're at fault, or you're the employer. You're going to get cited for something. Unless it truly is an accident, and those are far and few between. Uh, c- I, citation one, item two, serious. It was 1918.98 B1. Any immediate supervisor of a cargo handling operator of more than five over. Five persons, or more than five persons, did not satisfactory complete a course in accident prevention by July 16, 1999. So, again, the supervisors had not uh, com- fact, no complete a course in accident prevention. $6,200 fine. Those courses are a lot cheaper than that. Type of violation, citation 2, item 1, repeat violation. Drafts were 1918.81i. Drafts are hoisted when the windshield crane operator could not clearly see the draft itself or the signals of the sickleman who was observing the draft's movements. So, uh, $21,875 for a grand total of $43,750. So, uh, here we go EPA news. Biden Harris administration proposes first ever national standard protect uh, communities. From PFAS, polyfluoral alkyl substances, or per polyfluoral alkyl substances. And drinking water. Today, the Biden administration announced it is proposing the first-ever national drinking water standard for six per and polyfluoral alkyl substances, PFAS, in the latest action under President Biden's plan to combat PFAS pollution. And Administrator Regan's PFAS strategic roadmap. Through this action, the U.S. EPA is taking a major step to protect public health from PFAS pollution, leveraging the latest science, complementing state efforts to limit PFAS by proposing to establish legally enforceable levels for six things. Or for six contaminants. And that's about it. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So uh, PFAS are a category of manufacturing chemicals that cause serious health problems, including cancers. If people are exposed to them over a long period of time, since the EPA Administrator Michael S. Regan announced the agency's strategic road roadmap in October, 2021, EPA has continued to implement the whole of agency approach by advancing science and following the law to safeguard public health, protecting the environment and hold polluters accountable and going on and on and on. That's a good thing. Department of Labor news Equal Pay Day 2023 Department of Labor initiatives seek to close gender racial wage gap increase equity in federal programs For women working in the U.S., the uh, date of equal pay isn't a day of celebration. Rather, the day is a reminder that it takes women 15 months to earn the same amount as men earned in 12 months. Today, meaning today, March 14th, is equal pay day in 2023, a reminder of systemic inequality faced by women, especially those of color. In the U.S., women who work full-time year-round are paid an average of 83.7 percent as much as men, which amounts to a difference of $10,000 per year. The gaps are even larger for women of color and women with disabilities. So they have a whole bunch of stuff on federal programs. I'm going to say this much: if you are an employer, you had better make damn sure that you justify what the wages are. All right, because if you don't, you're going to get you're going to have a problem. I'm just letting you know, you can't play games. If they're doing the same work, women, men, regardless of what your background is, if you're doing the same work, you have the same qualifications, you had better make damn sure that they're getting paid pretty much the same amount of money. Especially now, this is coupled with a lot of states, and I believe it is a federal law, say that employers cannot prevent employees from discussing wage. Because that used to be a big thing back in the day when I got into the industry 30 years ago. You had to sign a thing in your contract, your employment agreement. As a term of employment, you are not allowed to discuss pay. Well, that's gone down the wayside. So if you're paying one person more than the other and it can't be justified, guess what? You got a problem. Got a big problem. Even if what you do is legal. Right, by some, right, and you're able to justify it. Employees just discussing it, they're going to get pissed off. It's like a killjoy on everything. Department of Energy uh, invests $47 million to reduce methane emissions from oil and gas sector. U.S. Department of Energy today announced nearly $47 million in funding for 22 research projects to advance the development of new and innovative measurement, monitoring, and mitigation technologies help detect, quantify and reduce methane emissions across oil and natural gas producing regions of the United States it's from the energy.gov. And uh here yeah, we don't need that story. And what else we have going on here? Okay, an update on the uh East Palestine Ohio situation. Ohio Attorney, Attorney General sues Norfolk Southern over derailment. The suit filed in federal court seeks to force the company to pay civil penalties, costs and damages after the train derailment and controlled burn of toxic chemicals. The Ohio Attorney General filed a fifty-eight count federal lawsuit against Norfolk Southern on Tuesday, charging that the derailment of a train carrying hazardous chemicals last month in the village of East Palisad was the product of the company's negligence and recklessness, posing serious health risks to people in the area and causing substantial damage to the regional economy. The suit filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Ohio accuses Norfolk Southern of numerous violations of state and federal environmental laws. It also raises claims of public nuisance and trespass. So let me say this. Let's say by chance... Then Norfolk Southern is not uh, found liable for this under, you would think, federal environmental laws, some state environmental laws. They go back to the original environmental laws, which were public nuisance and trespass laws. So what those laws were, were basically as long as your pollution stayed on your property, and did not impact anyone else's property. It was a property rights thing. Therefore, you, did not, you weren't liable for anything. So often in these cases, they will go, and I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice or anything. I'm just, I'm a policy guy. Often what will happen is that they'll put this in. Well, hey, trespass, public nuisance, things of that nature. And it goes back to even with the... Uh, some of the original uh, clean water stuff was how did it impact shipping? And then eventually we had this whole thing of uh, tragedy of the commons and you had other things where uh, you had public uh, uh, property and the air is public property. And that was uh, what the thinking is nowadays. And therefore you're polluting that and you're creating a public type of thing. Biden signs executive order to ramp up gun control. President Joe Biden, I don't really talk about guns, so this is like one of the only times I'll ever mention it. Uh, President Joe Biden signed an executive order on March 14th to advance gun control measures, including a step towards universal background checks as much as uh, current law will allow without requiring new legislation. Biden announced the order in a speech at the site of a January 21st, 2023 mass shooting that killed 11 and wounded nine. The order increases the number of background checks before firearm sales to get as close to universal background checks as possible without additional uh, legislation. The executive order promotes the expanded use of red flag laws, scrutiny of the gun industry, and the ability to to identify and apprehend shooters. Biden will also ask the FTC to issue federal trade commission to issue a report on the marketing of firearms to children, and according to Biden, this will be accomplished by increased enforcement of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. The act will especially will be especially instrumental in, in implementing two of Biden's most controversial plans. Critics of the change say this would encompass most private sales between individuals which currently do not require a background check. Russian fighter jet hits American drone over the Black City according to. US officials. Right. A Russian fighter jet hit a. US. drone over the Black Sea on March 14th. The US officials said the Russian su27 aircraft struck the propeller of the drone. The US European Command Center stated the impact forced US personnel to bring the drone, an unmanned MQ 9 model, down in international waters. The drone was conducting routine operations in international airspace, where well, it was an, uh, intercepted and hit by a Russian aircraft, resulting in a crash and complete loss of the MQ 9. Before the collision, Uh, Two SU-27s dumped fuel on and flew in front of the drone in a reckless, environmentally and unprofessional manner. Uh, The statement said, adding the incident demonstrates a lack of confidence in addition to being unsafe and unprofessional. U.S. and allied aircraft will continue to operate in international airspace, and we call on Russians to conduct themselves professionally and safely. Right? I, I don't know how they hit them. Was it with a missile? Was it with a, uh, with a uh, colliding with it? I don't know. doesn't say, this article. The National Institutes of Health do is doing too little to stop sexual harassment cases among its grant recipients, House Committee Chair alleges. powerful House Committee Chair wants an explanation from the NIH's foot-dragging on more than 300 sexual harassment reports from women working for grantees like Yale University, that gets billions of dollars annually from the agency and federal research grants. noting that the NIH has ignored her uh, August 2022 request for information on the issue, House Energy and Commerce Committee Chair Kathy Mc. Morris Rogers, a Republican from Washington, reminded NIH Acting Director Lawrence Tabak of the case of Axel Grothy, an oncologist who continued to co-chair a National Cancer Institute steering committee being discipline by three states for inappropriate sexual uh, conduct. Grothy was not removed from the committee until two years after complaints uh, complainants contacted the NIH. So, anyway, this uh, is in there. I don't know. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty here. Let's remember that. This is all alleged. Don't know if it's true or not. There's just been accusations and a a congressional investigation. This from Kiev, Ukraine. Three months after Ukrainians celebrated the expulsion by Russian forces from the city of Kyrgyzstan, it's free of uh, occupation, but hardly at peace. A nebulous status I've never seen more clear than on Tuesday as Moscow suddenly stepped up to the shelling them. Ukrainian officials said that Russian forces had bombarded towns and villages on the west bank of the Dnipro Den- River, the front line between the warring sides in the southern Kirson region, pounding them with hundreds of shells from tanks and artillery, dropping explosives from drones. At least one person was killed and six more wounded. And how much more time do we have? Okay, four, just under five minutes. We're flooding is feared as latest storm pummels, California. Another in a series of atmospheric river storms swept much of the state on Tuesday with strong he- winds, heavy rain, and lower elevation, at lower elevations and snow in the mountains. Worsening flood risks. So, all of those fires... Now you have, uh, now you got problems with flooding. Unbelievable. They're calling it now a new, an atmospheric river stormed in, wreaking havoc with high winds and flooding that closed roads and schools, knocked out power, and prompted evacuations in vulnerable areas. The storm system, which began right, going on and on and on. So, looking at the markets, the markets were up today. All right. But still lower took the hit lower than what they were on March 9th last week. The Jones closed up s and S&P 500 3919 Nasdaq 114815 Russell 2000 177689 all of those were up US Treasury notes up 3.68 Bitcoin up to 24,000 Aye, ay ay Moving on up. Crude oil is at seventy one ninety-four barrel upon the uh, approval of the willow oil project. Talk about speculation and everything else. It's out there. Let's look at the precious metals. Gold down, nineteen eleven sixty. Silver down twenty one ninety eight. Uh, platinum, 1,140, and palladium, 1541, even. They're all down today. So that was program number 200. I hope to be here for another 200 more and then into the future. If you need a health and safety consultant, give us a try. 845-269-5772 at safetywords.com. I'll be seeing you tomorrow uh, night. No, actually, I might not be here tomorrow night. We'll figure it out then. All right. So I will take care. I will take care. Bye-bye.
1: any form or by any means mechanical electronic recording or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast jay allen
0: since we talked about canada today we're going to talk we're going to play oh canada